Five by five at the movies. Five by five at the movies. We like watching movies. Now listen to the show. Episode 9 of 5 by 5 of the Movies. I'm trying to be loud this time so you can actually hear us. Yeah, last episode, uh, sound quality was not great. 1,000% Keith's fault. I'll, I'll, I'll take some hit for nope, the... Um, all of it. This is 1,000%. For the mixing. I don't do any editing. I roll in here right. when I feel like it. This is all you. <laughs> right, but sometimes you talk with the microphone 12 feet away from you. Okay, then explain your quietness. I, w- uh, I had a cold. Uh, <laughs> I had a head uh, cold. No, you suck. You suck. You're in a saucy mood today. <laughs> you are. You need a nap. You're grumpy. I'm not grumpy. I'm fine. You're grumpy today. No, I'm fine. Calmer than you are. <laughs> Calmer than you are. This is a movie mm-hmm. podcast. That's yeah. a movie line. So on your bingo card, fill in that as your movie line, and you win a prize. Oh, you are in a mood. What? We were talking about the Brady Bunch again. We weren't supposed to be. But now I really do want to know how they fit. All 12 people inside the station wagon. Wait, 12? Wait, how'd you get 12? Eight. All eight people. I'm numbers, stupid. There's All eight. Nine. There's, there's the the two parents. Yep. And then you six have the six kids. kids. That makes eight. And, and sometimes they bring Alice. Alice, or, uh, Alice got, is always there. I feel like she either rolls in late or she's at least there to start with. And then you got Tiger, the dog. You, okay, dog goes on a lap. That's an easy that, And then I'm you not got count that Cousin one. Oliver. How long was Cousin Oliver in the series? I think he was last season. I, but I feel like he was only there for like a couple episodes. Like I think he was like a couple of weeks. Like they sevened him. It was like a couple of weeks and then he's gone. I don't know. I don't I, I don't have an extensive knowledge of the Brady Bunch. Obviously. <laughs> you can't give me a face on the podcast. Yes, it's great audio content if I give faces. Stop it. <laughs> Welcome to 5x5 Five Five at the Movies. I'm your host. Uh, no, we already did that. I don't think we did. Do you want, I, I guarantee I said welcome. Welcome to 5x5 five five at the stop movies. It, stop introing the show. All right, let's just hop into, into news. Okay. Okay. Uh, according to Screen Rant, Prince, the estate, like Prince's estate, yes. is trying to sell uh, his catalog to make, well, not sell, but rent his catalog to make a Mamma Mia style film with the songs of Prince. It is so jarring to hear commercials that have Prince in them now. I, I, I don't understand. Like, it's so weird to just see just, like, a random car commercial that's, like, Little Red Corvette. Or just any Prince song, just in commercials. So Was it a is, commercial for Little Red Corvette? I mean, they were, it was a Corvette commercial. It makes that's sense. That's smart. I, uh, cool. Uh, I mean, it was... Would you go see it? I would see a Prince. So would it be, like, a biopic, but it'd be musical? No, no, no. It, it would be, like, a separate story, but using the songs of Prince. Oh. Like, across the universe. Okay. So, they would, like, be ABBAing it, but it'd be Princeying it. Correct. Got it. The, uh, from Screen Rant, they say, the idea for the film featuring Prince's songs came from Prince's estate, which had been shopping the notion around at various studios, uh, likely hoping that the film project will help boost Prince's music sales overall, because apparently he's not selling a bunch of new records. <laughs> I know he has like the stories I've heard of like the music he has in his vault is that he has enough where he could release an album once a year for the next 400 years. Like he has a lot of music stored away. He is just like, well, the estate should put that out. They need the money. I would rather see a Prince biopic. I would rather see the Prince story. Who's going to play Prince? I mean, you'll find somebody. I mean, people were always wondering who's going to play Freddie Mercury and they found a couple people to do that. So not, not well. He's fine. (laughs) He was fine. I mean, I didn't the, see the movie. The, I'm just the, being a shit. The stories about Prince are so insane that I think that'd be a great movie. Like my favorite Prince story I've always heard is that he was like at a club 
in Minneapolis. It was 2 a.m. He kicked all the guys out. So it was just him and all the girls, and he read Bible verses to them. As you do. As you do. It's like, yeah, make that. Show the eccentric life of that man. I'd love to see that movie. I mean, if you're going to make a... I mean, wasn't Purple Rain the Mamma Mia of Prince movies? Uh, the producers are saying yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting I'm getting a nod. I mean, that's 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 what Purple Rain was. That's that story. So it was just Prince music that it turned into like a wrap a story around. So they, I guess they just want to do the '90s Prince songs. I don't know. I'm reading off a website. I mean, what are what are your thoughts? What are you thinking of it? I, I'm here to report the news uh, that other people have already reported, and then uh, talk about. Um, so I, I give the spicy take. Yeah, you get the hot take. Hot take. I'm the, I'm the straight arrow. Hot take a lot. Uh, I don't know. I would go see it. I mean, I would. See I think it's it. a money grab, like most things are. Oh no! Obviously, this is a money grab. I mean, like, he's not going to benefit. No, nobody is like, I have this idea for a film, and I want to go make it made. So that's already a, a bad red flag to me. That's like, someone please make this movie with these songs, so we can make some more money off these songs. This is, this is a mashup request, right? This is a mash. They're just like asking, like, hey, someone make this movie, but here's all the here's the plot outline. It's Prince music, so do it. And that's the plot. Yeah. I mean, Across the Universe was fine, so I imagine, like, if that's the worst it could be, then I guess it'd be okay. And, like, I mean, it's already going to be better because it's Prince music. Right, it's Prince music, but yeah. Yeah, why not? All right, next piece of news. Uh, Ron Burgundy is coming back. In what form? In a podcast form. I, I am so curious. There's no way this has legs beyond three episodes. Okay, so you're already wrong. <laughs> Shut uh, I refuse to believe that. produced by Funny or Die. It's Will Ferrell being Ron Burgundy again, and it's planned for two seasons. Okay, two seasons of what? Six episodes each? 13 episodes each. Again, limited shelf life. So they're going to do 26 episodes. They're going to do... And they could be an hour long. This is an HBO miniseries. Knowing Funny or Die, it's probably like between two ferns size. So it's probably a five-minute podcast. That's not a podcast. It might be. That's no. If it's five minutes, just put I could be wrong. It could be an hour fucking long. This is just my guess. Between two ferns, even that was like between five and eight minutes. Like they're finally like that's enough. Like and it's like a video series. Like All right. Well maybe I'm wrong. What is the appeal of this? What is Um, the appeal of doing this? (laughs) I don't know. I'm I've always liked Ron Burgundy the character. I really hated Anchorman too. I saw Anchorman two once and that was enough for me. That was enough to go out there. Um what is happening? Oh. Our producer but, is letting us know that... Uh, between, breaking news. All right, put in the breaking news drop. Put in the breaking right. news drop. D D D D D D D. Is that the drop? Stop the presses. There's breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, there's Between Two Ferns being optioned for Netflix. That is the that is the thing. Yeah. From yeah. Hollywood Reporter. Right. Yeah. So, like, that that at least makes sense. I mean... What's visual? I... I think Ron Burgundy is still a recognized pop culture figure. I know it's supposed to be, like... But in 2018, so well, it's going to be 2019 when it comes so out. So he's 80 years old, right? He's going to be doing it as old man Ron Burgundy. So super old Ron Burgundy, who is yeah. super well, he still cool has about to be, women in the 70s. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like he's, they still have, like, the whole humor is the misogyny. Uh, that's that's not a thing that we're allowed to do anymore in 2018. No, we're not. But well, maybe he'll have like a you know a female co-host to like set him straight. Veronica Corningstone. You know, I would like that. Is Christina Alba, Christina Applegate attached to it in any way, shape, or form? Or I haven't they... read that, but I would be more inclined to listen to it if she was there because I like her character more than I like Ron Burgundy's character. See, if they do like an Anchorman as because a I have breasts, exquisite breasts. 
that's Anchorman three. It's just them in the two thousands. Like, all right, no one's gonna kind of different news medium and yeah. just seeing how bad CNN, Fox News, everything's just gone. So, like, okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're starting to launch our own podcast network. The, the thing that makes me excited for it is Will Ferrell doesn't need this money. He's doing this because he Will wants Ferrell to. Will hasn't do it. done anything for the money in a decade and a right. half. Yeah, he is pretty smart about what he chooses to and not to do. Uh, and I think that this is going to be really entertaining because he wants to be that character. Again. I want to listen to the Brick Tamlin podcast. <laughs> I would enjoy that. I would listen to that every day. I would. It would just be him. It would never actually play because it would just be him trying to figure out how it works and fumbling. And then right as the end of the recording, he'd be like, okay, ready to go. And that'd be the end of the podcast. It'd be like Stephen Wright non sequitur the oh, entire time. God. Champ kind doing sports. Yeah. Yeah. Whammy! Is Anchorman something where the strength of the first movie overshadows how bad the second movie was so much so that the first one still has significant impact? Yes, because people still quote it nonstop. Okay. When you stop being quoted, like I'll say like Ace Ventura, as much as I love that movie, no one's quoting Ace Ventura anymore. Okay, because Ace Ventura 2 hurt the reputation of the first one to a point where it kind of... I wouldn't say hurt. I'm just saying it be, like the uh, the series as a whole became so like out of the zeitgeist that like even how good number one is didn't matter anymore. Right. I mean, I'm trying to think if there are any other examples of that where the second one was like, oof, that was a big major hit. But you know what? One still holds up and we'll still run with one. I can't think of any. I can't think of any. I will say, though, Anchorman 2 has one of my favorite behind-the-scenes stories of when they had Kanye West... And just what's the story? They didn't. Know. They didn't tell him what was going on. They just let him just kind of go. <laughs> so, I feel like the whole movie was like, oh, we don't need a script. Just yeah, it's go. Like, let's just let's just wing it. Let's just wing it at this point. And just like just left him in the dark and just like, all right, now you're this character and just like react to everything going around there. All right. Next piece of news. No. <laughs> no. No, we're done. That's it. Uh, Bond twenty five. What about it? It's coming out. There's that we uh, they have a, a director attached. They have a. Uh, an idea for everything. It's Carrie, I can't say this right, Fukunaga, who did uh, True Detective Season 1 for HBO. Okay. Uh, and he said this is going to be the culmination of Daniel Craig's story that he like. Okay, so this will finish. I'm shocked that Daniel Craig is coming back for a last one. Uh, I like Daniel Craig Bond a I've lot. I've been shocked for the last three that he's come back for. Because Here's he's... the thing about about these, in, in my opinion, is like they just get progressively worse, but they're still good. Like Kissing a Royale might be my favorite James Bond movie. And then, you know, as it goes to Quantum Solace and... Yeah, they're fine movies. Like, I like it. There hasn't... Since the 90s, there has not been a bad right. James Bond But I movie. feel like it peaked at Casino Royale, and they've been like chasing that ever since. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. I, but it's, just, it's just so fascinating because he is so actively against these movies and so actively right. like, I don't want to be involved. I don't want to do this. But uh, Carrie, the new director, says that this is – he is going to – pull a lot from Casino Royale. It's going to be like a wrap-up if it's kind of thing. I really hope Idris Elba is the next James Bond. I'm ready for that. Would the he do it? Right. I don't know. I feel like Idris Elba is in on the joke, but I don't know if he would actually commit to doing it. I think he's like aware that people want it, and he's like leaning into it, and he's very much like, yeah, sure. There must have that. been meetings at some point for this rumor to ever been started. Well, I think it's every time they have it, like, who is an attractive British man? And then they go through the list, and then they come back. and like, The very oh, short list. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hiddleston, sure, why not? Like they'll like it's too little. James Bond can be any size you want. It can't be little. I don't want a little. Nobody it wants is, a little James. It Bond. It hasn't stopped Tom Cruise from being one of the highest action movie stars of all time. 
Yeah, but they don't film him being little. They film him standing on a box next to other people. Are you saying they of... won't film James Bond standing on a box? I'm yes, that's what I'm saying. There's no way he he just sits at the casino table. He'll be fine. You can give him a booster seat. At least, at least like uh, you know, at least make sure the suit is beefy. a little size. So don't have like the suit be like the sleeves all the way down, just like hanging out like you're wearing school your grandfather's days, school suit. Days, dear old golden days. Check right. it. Yeah, that's no, fine. You can at least Tom Cruise is like kind of beefy. Yeah, but he's also little, so like it, you can work Heights around. Heights different than I'm saying. Tom Hiddleston is like scrawny. He was Loki, though. Yeah, it's scrawny Loki. Yeah, still the main villain of one of the Avengers movies. But he had magic. Can... James Bond doesn't have magic. He does have magic. He doesn't. You're just being contrarian. No, Q has been doing magic. <laughs> Are you trying to tell me that those pins that also shoot lasers is not been done by magic? I don't think so. Oh, you know, can you do me a favor? What's up? Uh, before next episode, take a nap. <laughs> be, be well rested no okay so there's that piece of news <laughs> okay uh did you see the captain marvel trailer number two yes i did what'd you think i liked it yeah i liked it a lot give me your hot take on captain marvel it's gonna be a good movie that's a hot take bro i mean i, I mean i feel like everyone like is there anyone saying they're not excited about so the here, movie? Here, like, i'm i am excited i'm gonna watch it but i'm getting a little worn out on Marvel movies and it started with Ant-Man 2 and here's because because Infinity War was so big and so universe expanding that now everything else just seems like uh, like palate cleansers and I don't think Captain Marvel is going to get the clout it deserves because it's coming too soon after Infinity War I think we see the finish line and because we see the finish line it's maybe a little harder to get excited because we right. all know like we're not going to be super st- we we want to see how the avengers story ends right we're ready to see that we're ready to see that part i do think even ant-man the first one when it came out it was not billed as like this exciting like it was a right. good movie it was still mm-hmm. exciting it was still fun but it was not mm-hmm. billed as like this is going to really get you really pumped up and amped up it's no it's still just the next part of a different story happening at the same time this one takes place in the past so that way yeah. the stakes aren't the same so it's not the same kind of style of Everybody's dead now. What yeah, we the get? last big thing that happened was half of all existence went away. Right. So they, now I have to care about. So Carol they take Danvers. it back, and so it's like it's it's a prequel, so to speak, or like you know from the before time, and it'll put you in there. I'm sorry, from the what? From the before time, you see. <laughs> That's my Brie Larson impression. Got it. So I I, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be exciting. I can understand why people are not super psyched about it, but I do think that. It's going to be really like, all right, here we go. This is the last stop before Infinity yeah. War Part 2. The thing that Boogaloo. sold me was, <laughs> what's the tagline on that? Electric Boogaloo. Just checking. Uh, is that scene at the end of the trailer when she's out and blasting spaceships. I'm like, okay, good. I want to see some heft of this. I want to see this really powerful fucking being fuck shit up. Because the last thing I saw was fucking Thanos. And I, yeah. I don't, don't want to be disappointed. Yeah. It's just, you. I think all people, they have to reset the scale because it's not going to be the stakes are half the universe is gone the stakes are oh no the macarena is a big thing what do we do like the the stakes aren't as high you have like an old-timey news voice when you say that like, oh no the macarena's around that adolf hitler is a bad egg <laughs> are you comparing the macarena to hitler yeah all right that's fair hot take that's a hot take that's a spicy take I'm just saying. I know. Um, editor, put in here the Hey Macarena. Put that like. I'm local. the editor. Yeah. I'm can not you, gonna put that. Can you put in the drop? Can you put in the? <clears> drop? <throat> hey Macarena. Hi. <laughs> that was a really good impersonation yeah. of that sound. Exactly. Maybe you're funnier when you're when you're tired. What were you about to say? Before you caught yourself. What? What were you going to say before you caught yourself? 
I don't think I did. Uh, <laughs> all right, last piece of news: uh, Birds of Prey movie is coming out. I don't know what Birds of Prey is. Okay, it's like a sub comic in the Batman universe. Uh, Stop it! Uh, but it's like a female-driven group. Oracle's in charge of it. Who is Barbara Gordon slash Batgirl and Huntress and sometimes Catwoman and they made a TV show of it for a short amount of time that wasn't great. But when did they make the TV show? I don't remember. Do was you this, remember? Was this a '90s show or was this like a 2000s? 2000s? Early 2000s. Early 2000s. Okay. But anyway, it's going to be. A, uh, but anyway, it came out. The entire title is "Birds of Prey." Uh, parentheses and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. And parentheses. Oh dear, sweet. Is the baby name of this Jesus. movie. Uh, let me tell you something. Uh, I didn't hate harley quinn in suicide squad but i did hate suicide squad yes yeah, i thought she was the and it's a cash grab because think of all that harley quinn merch you see at hot topic and all the harley quinns you saw walk around the last two halloweens oh yeah harley quinn was already like a big yep. pop culture kind of thing and then suicide squad everyone just latched on so it. they made this birds of prey movie i guess this pitch and then they're like okay no one's gonna go see it how do we get people to excited about it let's take the harley quinn out of suicide squad and put her in this movie is this the one with margot robbie yeah. Okay. That's She's going to be is. in this. Okay. And she is quoted as saying, this is not a very serious movie, believe it or not. Oh, Christ. All right. <laughs> so uh... take that information as you will with the title of Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. This will not be a very serious movie. And now as someone who works in a movie theater, I can't help but think every how fucked every marquee is. Like oh. every marquee now has to write out Birds of Prey. I don't, think, I don't think they have to write the whole thing. I think they can just get away with well, Birds the digital one. The digital one. Oh no, yeah. be that whatever that Mister Fantabulous, whatever the one that Dustin Hoffman was in, the Mister Fan, the Mister McGorium's Wonder Emporium. <laughs> I think so. I'm, I'm not going to argue because that feels right. It just seems right. I just uh, I don't care about I the like DC the extended Emporium. universe. I don't care. The most knowledge I've ever gotten about the DC Extended Universe has been from the Injustice games, which is just Mortal right. Kombat with DC characters. And that's my only knowledge of, like, there's an evil dog that has one of the Green Lantern rings. Like, sure. Yeah, let's let that roll. That's fine. I don't need to see this movie. It's a Red Lantern ring. What did I say? Green. No, the, the, the Green Lanterns. No, if it's a different color, it's a different lantern. No, the Green Lanterns. And the evil one is the yellow Green Lantern. I fucking hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> All right, let's go to an interview. Uh, this week, our interview is with Britt Hayes. This is a pretty short episode, so we don't have to cut it in half. We'll do the whole one. It's a really, it's like a half hour long interview, but, uh, and most of it is spent us eating jelly beans and describing Why? jelly beans. Why not? All right, fair enough. Right, so here's my interview with uh, Britt Hayes. She is a freelance writer and well-known film critic around Austin, Texas, and maybe the world, for all we know. Uh, but here's our interview. All right. Hi. We're here with Britt Hayes. Hi, Britt. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm so, I've never had a bad day in my life. I think you're lying. I am lying. <laughs> cool. uh, so we're here. You're on my podcast, I 5 am. by 5 at the Movies. And in front of us, we have two boxes of Birdie Bots Every Flavor Beans. Every flavor. Every single flavor. Every flavor you can conceive of. So during this interview, we are both going to consume one whole box which is 1.2 ounces of these disgusting flavored beans well not all of them are disgusting some of them are good which is what makes the gross ones more disappointing all right i'm gonna eat one okay. straight off now okay you gotta tell us what it tastes like i can't figure it out <laughs> i think this is earwax 
Ew, what does earwax taste like? It just tastes like waxy, like like, like eating a candle. Yeah, I'm sure right, one of these one. blue ones. Yeah, I think this is just like blueberries. Yeah, the blue ones on the box say blueberry. All right, so this is riveting radio so far. Uh-huh, yeah. All right, Britt, tell us about yourself. Tell us what you do. I am a freelance film critic and journalist. So you're very uh, judgmental. Yeah, um, that's also a fancy way of saying I'm unemployed. Okay, great. Awesome. <laughs> I am for hire. Um, I write about movies. I am currently writing film reviews for Crooked Marquee. I'm writing some stuff for Birth Movies Death again. I'm writing for AV Club a little bit. Uh, the Austin Chronicle. Got some stuff going with Eater Austin. I'm Yeah, like I'm pretty much just everywhere right at slash film been doing a lot for slash film screen crash no no that's who laid me off oh <laughs> well never i i shouldn't have said that never no, mind. no it's fine but i mean it's good if, if any of you thought that maybe i still worked there i don't know if you read the internet at all and or like These, oh the, I wonder the, what our audience is typically movie fans so. yeah so if you were wondering where i went on Screen Crush. Uh, you went to Whole Foods. I went to Whole Foods. That's where you so go, yeah. just to have <laughs> coffee and that's, tacos. That's basically like the version of sending a film critic to the farm. <laughs> we sent her to Whole Foods to get some coffee. That's really awful. I know. <laughs> what are you working on for AV Club right now? Um, right now I'm just doing some news articles, but mm-hmm. uh, starting in January, I'm going to be doing some film reviews here and there for them, which oh, is cool. like a dream job for me. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. It's also really fun to write news for them because they're not very serious, and I get to tell jokes. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, this whole podcast is basically me stealing headlines from other movie news sites and then my hot takes on it. Oh, okay, cool. So that's that. We're not going to do that. We're just going to talk about you during the thing. This is what happened <laughs> earlier during the episode, and this was uh, our first movie review too. I reviewed Anna and the Apocalypse. Oh, did you I, like it? I love Anna and the Apocalypse. I, I love that seen movie it yet. so much. I think, like, I see the trailer, and that combination of things does not interest me. Like, it's a zombie movie, and a musical, and it's a Christmas movie. And the Christmas part is the part that really bugs me. Christmas is really downplayed in that movie. It just it just happens to be at Christmas. Oh, so it's, okay, one of those. I like those. I like movies that just happen to be at Christmas. Night. I'm going to eat this disgusting-looking bean. I think it's pepper flavor. It's gray. Is it alien-flavored? That's pepper-flavored. It's pepper. That's fucking disgusting. I think so far I've been choosing wisely. Oh. That's like cayenne, I think. Gross. Or earthworm. Yeah, there's an earthworm in there. Yeah, that's earthworm. How do they know what earthworm tastes like? Tastes like dirt. All right. I could have just made a dirt flavor one. Yeah. I don't... I guess this other weird taste that I don't recognize that's mixed in with it that's like slightly spicy is the earthworm part. I have to imagine that eating an earthworm is not particularly spicy. I mean, you don't know what earthworms taste like. Yeah, but like, or what they're made like of. You, you fish and you have an earthworm on your hook. And I don't think fish eat spicy food because they usually eat like flakes. <laughs> you don't know if flakes could be spicy. I guess I've never eaten fish flakes, so there I don't you, know. Maybe that's how they figured out what earthworms taste like. You got they a point. eat fish food. All right. They were like, that's what an earthworm tastes like. All right, we're going to talk about how you watch movies. That's how what, I watch yeah. them? Yeah. Like, uh, when you're at home, like, do you watch on your phone, on your laptop, on your TV? Do you, I what kind of snacks you have? I would never watch on my phone. My mom actually called me from work a couple weeks ago, and she's like, 
what's the name of that like scary movie that's out that's like the scariest movie of all time? And I was like, Suspiria? And she's like, yeah. And then she like wanted to go see Suspiria and I had to tell her like no because my mom, my mom would hate that movie. Um, so then I convinced her I believe her, that's though, their tagline. My, your mom will hate Suspiria, your mom will hate this movie. Yeah, my mom would think it's like pretentious and too like artsy for her. Uh, Is it? I mean, I love it, but my mom would hate it. Okay. That's usually how things work in our household. Um, <laughs> but I convinced her to watch Hereditary, and then she's like, oh, good. Yeah, that's on Amazon. I'll watch it on my phone at work. <laughs> and then I had to, like, yell at her for five minutes about how that's bad to do. That's not a movie I would watch on my phone. No, I just don't think you should. The only movies you should watch on your phone are, like, a Chris Angel special or something. I don't know. I'm pretty guilty of putting like comedies on like in the background, like while I'm working, I'll put my headphones in, like just to listen to them. I don't think I've ever watched a movie on my phone. No? No. I've watched quite a few on my phone. The screen is just, it's so small. Yeah, like, but then you get to see everything. I, sure. I mean, if you got a big ass TV at home, you gotta be turning your head and ain't nobody got time for that. I mean, another jelly bean. What, what flavor was it? Oh, this one's kind of good. Green apple? No, just, watermelon. I just had a cherry, and I was very not disappointed with that. Yeah. I'm going for a banana flavored. Smart. You're not supposed to choose. You're supposed to, like, random, like, blindly. That was not banana. Oh, no. What was <laughs> oh, that was the vomit flavored one. Oh, that oh, I can so tell. gross. Oh, no. Mm. Oh, that was fucking disgusting. Oh. <laughs> oh, that was gnarly. It's very accurate to what vomit tastes like. It does I feel, feel like I threw up in my mouth. Ugh. How do they come up with like that combination of magic? It must be it's wizard, it's magic. wizard it's... beans. Um All right, so you're at home. So when I'm you're at popping home a movie watching in. a movie, it's usually on my TV through like uh like Netflix, Amazon, whatever. Oh, no. Oh, that was another earwax one. God. What is up with your beans? <laughs> Boy, if I had a nickel. Um, usually, oh, I just got bubble gum. That's kind of pleasant. I, I feel like the, I've got a lot of good I ones over there. I don't want to eat these anymore. They're disgusting. No, that wasn't the deal. I'm going to eat the oh. whole thing. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not like I have like a super fancy setup, but I have a pretty decent flat screen TV. Um, I don't know. Just watch streaming stuff. Uh, right now it's award season, so I'm getting a lot of screeners in the mail. The for your consideration fancy watermarked screeners. What do you have that you get to have for your consideration films? Um, well, you have to be an established film critic who's in a film critic association. So that okay. could be a national association, like the Broadcast Film Critics Association, or that could be like local. So in my case, that's the Austin Film Critics Association or okay. the AFCA. Um, so this time of year, I get a lot of visits from like UPS, like every day. They're showing up at my door, bringing me movies. It's like the worst white male or like not white male but like first worst like first world white privileged problem to have i think is Wait, like you just threw men under the bus for that huh i know i just i'm just so used to saying like white male privilege that like it just naturally comes uh, you know those men getting packages all the time god you men in your packages <laughs> what flavor was that um i think that was marshmallow that one's pretty good god damn it I got like all the good ones over here. I really picked the wrong pack. This is um, or maybe it's just that I'm good at like just picking one randomly. 
feel like that was blueberry I just ate. Here, this one looks like it might be gross. Oh, your face. You can't tell because it's a podcast, but your face is uh, scrunched up. I don't know what that is. It's like beige. It wasn't vomit. I don't even think it's on this thing. <laughs> it's just a bunch of them mixed <laughs> together. I don't know what that was. It's not even on the thing. Like, there's a guide on this box to, like, what flavors are what. And this one, maybe it was sausage? Ew. Yeah, I'm actually nauseous. <laughs> I just want our listeners to know that, like, I am, like, I got a digestive system like a pig. I'm never nauseous. But, like, right now, I, I really want to vomit from these disgusting fucking beans. I'm going <laughs> to power through, though. You're a champ. I am. All right, so you're at home. Uh, mm-hmm. What's the what's the lighting like? Is it dark? Is it light? It's a uh, somewhat dim. I mean, mm-hmm. we have like a nice uh, like um, floor lamp behind the sofa uh-huh. from Target, um, and we also have this like Christmas tree, quote unquote Christmas tree that we got uh, for half off clearance at Target from the Halloween section. So it looks like this like just black tree with like no leaves on it it's kind of shimmery and it's got like purple lights cool it's our christmas tree it's a creepy thing uh yeah so we keep it kind of we don't turn lights all the way off but we keep it kind of dim i do like to eat while watching movies so usually that's like i'll eat dinner or Whatever. Dinner. 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 I just ate a grass one. It was disgusting. Ooh. I didn't like that. I this one's grass. Ooh. Uh, all right. Well, what about when you're, when you're going to a movie theater that doesn't serve food, what's your favorite thing to sneak into the movie theater? Oh. I usually like to bring some kind of like chocolate right. from Whole Foods. I can't Love have a Whole conversation Foods. with anyone without mentioning Whole, Whole Foods. Foods. It's my favorite place. Um. They have like good fancy chocolate bars there, so I like to grab one of those and sneak that in. Uh, so I, I uh, a couple months ago went through a breakup, and the person I was dating had just gotten a job at Whole Foods, and this is like right before the announcement of them like doing the fifteen dollar minimum wage and the whole big thing. <laughs> Your face, what did you just eat? Um, it's kind of spicy. Oh, it's an earthworm one again. Gross. Uh, so we, we ended the day, but she gave it, she had like signed me up to get one of these like discount cards because like your, your significant other can have a discount card at Whole Foods. And the saddest part of the breakup was giving back oh, no. this thing. I'm like, okay, I'm like, look, it's fine. We broke up. That, I'm, I'm good with that. But I really want to keep this discount card and I couldn't because I felt seems, really special. Yeah. That seems mean. She could have at least let you keep it until she had another significant well, other. Well, I didn't. I, I was the one that ended it. So. Oh. She was she was angry. She's like, give me my card back, and I'm like, I don't I don't want to do that. <laughs> can, I, can I just keep this? Can I just use I your employee discount that. forever? Mm. And she wasn't she wasn't super happy about that. That one was tutti fruity. <laughs> that bean. Uh huh. Not the story. Not the story. Okay. I don't know. We could come up with that. Could be like a new catchphrase. I'm was... really afraid to eat any more of these. They're you should s- be. They're so fucking gross. All right, what's this? It's like a gray doesn't taste good uh, that's another pepper one oh yeah grass it tastes sort of like grass parsley is, grass to me just actually tastes like grass yeah they did a really good job with the grass flavored beans <laughs> <coughs> oh my god the pepper one it's 
killing me. All right, uh, tell me more about movies. Talk about like uh, anything. 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 What was your favorite movie you've seen recently? The favorite. Oh, I just got a pepper one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's there it gets in the back of the throat, doesn't it? Oh. <laughs> I wish everyone. Could I don't see. even know what the favorite's about. Oh really? No. Okay, so you know it's directed by Yorgos Lanthimos, who directed The Lobster. <laughs> oh, I got thoughts on The Lobster. Keep going. Okay, and uh, like Dogtooth and all that fun stuff. The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Which one was that one? Your face looks awful. That was Earthworm. Yeah. Oh, keep going. Killing of a Sacred Deer. Uh, <laughs> so the favorite is the first time that he's directed a movie where he didn't write the screenplay. But it's still really, like, darkly funny. I think it's his most, like, accessible film. Um, it's about Queen Anne. Okay. So it takes place in the 17th, 18th, early 18th century. Mm-hmm. It's the turn of that century. And Queen Anne is played by Olivia Colman. And she is older. She has had, like, she's lost, like, 17 children. And she has a rabbit for each one of them. Like, most of them were, like, stillborn or miscarried. Okay, so she didn't, like, lose them. No. She's like, like, where did they go? <laughs> yeah, I lost 17. I'm really bad at keeping track of my kids. Yeah, but I think, it, like, it tells you a lot about her character that she's, like, this older woman. She's a little daft. She's a little um, indecisive, and she's very eccentric. And she has this woman, Sarah Churchill, played by Rachel Weisz, who is her favorite. They've been friends since they were children, um, and she's like the queen's like preferred companion. Okay. And then this new girl shows up at court named Uh-oh. Abigail Masham. Does she become or the new favorite? Abigail Hill. She becomes Masham later. Spoiler. Not really. I mean, I guess if you know history, but anyway. I don't. Um, I did a lot of research in the history of this because I wrote a whole article about it on Slash Film. So if you're curious about the history of the favorite, you can read that. Um, because yeah, so Abigail Hill shows up and she's Sarah's cousin. And she soon becomes the, one of the queen's favorites. And then there's like this rivalry. And it's really funny. It's like Mean Girls. It is kind of. It has actually like a Heather's vibe to it. Okay. I dig that. Heather's by way of like, I don't know, period dramas. It's strange, but I really love it. I saw it twice in three days. Damn. Yeah, that like never happens. So, but I got a screener of it, so I watched it at home, like, on a Saturday, even though I knew I had tickets to see it on Monday, and then... But you didn't cancel your tickets. Oh, no. Because I was like, I want to go see that in the theater. And then The Apocalypse is the only movie, uh, well, at least one of maybe only two movies in Fantastic Fest history that I've gone to see twice during the festival. I fell in love with that goddamn movie. I saw the High Rise twice during Fantastic Fest. Ooh, that was a good one. Yeah, I loved yeah. it so much that I turned around and went to see it again. Nice. Yeah, that was the first time I think I ever did that at Fantastic Fest. I did it at South by for the first time a few years ago with the invitation. Dude, that's a killer movie. That's something you have to watch twice. It's because so good. after you get the twist, you have to go back and see if, how many clues there actually were. Yeah. I love the invitation. It's so good. I love it so much. And they showed it like opening night at midnight, which was like a really weird time to show it because it's kind of slow for a bit. Mm-hmm. It's like really like it just kind of slowly builds that builds that dread. Mm-hmm. 
So we're all just kind of a whole, it was like a whole row of me and some friends and we're sitting there just like already tired on opening night, just like kind of close to snoozing. And then that like third act picks up. (laughs) Oh no. All right, I'm going to spit that out. Oh, what was it? I don't know. Oh Oh my God. Which one was it? Okay, whatever I thought was earwax before was not wax. That was the earwax one. God damn it. Oh my god, that sucked. Alright, continue your story. I think I just got earwax. Oh my god, I thought it was going to be a banana one. It was not. I don't know. I honestly I want to throw up so bad. Is it earwax or rotten egg? Here are the questions. I got banana one. There we go. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> oh my god, that was fucking gross. Um so opening night, South yeah. by invitation. Yeah. It's a slow burn, but it's worth it. It's yeah, it's totally worth it. And it just woke us all right the hell up in that third act. Like we all snapped alert. And I thought it was one of the greatest things I'd ever seen. So yeah, it played two days later and I went back. I have friends that go to South by every year. And um, one's like a younger lady and one's like an older man, but they're friends. And they go and he's got this really bad uh, habit of eating hard candy during movies. So he'll go buy like in bulk a bunch of hard candy and then slowly unwrap and chomp on them during the movie and it drives her nuts. That sounds awful. Yeah. I would not hang out with that person. No. Mm-mm. I don't know why. I would I would take the bag away from him. I'd be like, no. It's like when people chomp on ice during movies. Oh, my God. What the fuck, dude? Yeah. Like, don't, maybe. <laughs> I love the Alamo Draft House. I do not know why we serve chips. Chips, that's like my worst. You like, have to do like the silent bite with chips, which is where like you put your tongue up to it yeah. and you like. But no one does that here. It's Texas. They get their chips in their case. They're like, oh, chomp, chomp. I mean, I do because I have manners. But yeah, I hate that. I hate that people. It is the fucking worst. Or they just like take giant handfuls of popcorn and they're like, oh, popcorn. Is is there any other food that you eat like that where it's just like (laughs) like cramming it? Get the biggest handful you can and see how much of it falls (laughs) out of your hand as you shove it. I'm trying to like you can't do that with spaghetti (laughs) or steak. Like, uh, like. Is there any other food where you people like you, it's it's just socially acceptable? You know, you see, it's like, oh, there's that lady. She's cramming as much popcorn into her fucking face as she can in one handful. That's fine. That's normal. I eat cake like that, so I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> I mean, in my dreams, I eat cake like that. That's why. Yeah. No, I I think that would be great. I mean, I did I did eat cake like that once a few years ago when I came here to the Draft House, and I did karaoke on my birthday, mm-hmm. and I sang Doll Parts by Hole, and there's that line, I want to be the girl with the most cake, and so I got to fulfill like a lifetime dream of shoving cake in my mouth with my hands while I was singing that. That's pretty cool. It felt great. <laughs> I, uh, I recently did the, the song Tequila. Yeah. And I just had uh, two shots of tequila on stage with me. I just waited through the entire song. Because the only words in the whole song are the word tequila twice. I just waited the whole time just standing on stage with people staring at me. And when it came time, I went, tequila. (laughs) Which was just a bit for me and nobody else and nobody laughed. But I thought it was funny. I think it's funny. Thank you. I think so, too. Oh, we had a joke we were going to tell. 
what the hell was it when I asked you to be on my podcast? Oh, it was the tw- the dating in your 20s thing. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, we didn't say, it was, uh, we, you, you were outside the draft house, you were eating beans, mm-hmm. and someone said, uh, I like to pick up the good ones and deal with the gross ones later. It's and like I said, it's like dating in your 20s. In your 20s. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have the good ones now. I'll settle for the grossness later. Yeah. That's... That is life. I just wanted to retroactively talk about that joke. I was really proud of Because <laughs> that's I the kind of person I am. I'm glad you, remind, or you remembered. I remember all my good jokes. <laughs> I feel like maybe the thing that I, the jelly bean I keep getting that I think might be earwax might actually be soap. Yeah, that's what happened to me. I was eating soap. I'm like, oh, it's wax. That's earwax. And then when you, I, earwax is the one I had to spit out. That was fucking disgusting. Yeah, I think this, this is one. soap. Soap one's not so bad. I think this is another soap one. Why do we do this? I keep eating the grass ones thinking they're not going to be grass, but they're grass. I can already tell which one is vomit, and I'm like purposely not eating it right now. Eat it now. (laughs) I don't think I, thankfully, I don't think I got any of the rotten egg ones. Or earwax. While we're out of time. (laughs) <laughs> that was our longest interview We pretty much just sat here and ate jelly beans <laughs> was it I'm really? pretty proud of it I liked it <laughs> So uh, why don't you plug some stuff Tell us where can we see your stuff Where can we hear your thoughts on movies Or panel discussions Or reviews Hold on, I anyway. have dirt in my mouth An autobiography by Britt Hayes <laughs> <laughs> That's the title of my next book Speaking of which hmm. I do have an ebook on Amazon What's it called? It's called I Should Just Not <laughs> and it's about my experiences dating. Really? Yeah, several years ago. So I we've talked. Okay. Yeah. I vaguely remember talking about this. It includes an an inter. I guess like an intermission chapter because there's like one chapter that's kind of a bummer. So I thought I should follow this up with a funny story. Bless you. Thank you. I've never sneezed on my podcast. That was history. <laughs> I was part of history. Um, but I followed that up with a chapter about the time I dated a juggalo when I was in high school. You did not. I did. Yeah. I went to a juggalo baby funeral. What the fuck did you just say? I went to a juggalo baby funeral. (laughs) All right. We're just going to keep this interview going. Maybe we'll split it into two parts. Hold on. (laughs) You dated a juggalo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like 15, 16, and I didn't know he was a juggler when I started dating him. I didn't even know what a juggler was. But you just accepted it because you were in love. And I was like, oh, no, I wasn't in love. I just didn't want to live at home with my parents. So Fair. I was right. like, you're nice. You like me. I'll move out with you and live in your house. It smells like cat pee. Did you go to the gathering? No, I did not. But um, so all the jugglers have like nicknames, and his was lazy. Um. What? Yeah, they all have like really dumb nicknames. They're not even cool nicknames. Um, and like among his friends group, there was a gang of jugglers called the Rude Clown Killers. Boy, why would you want to kill clowns if you're a juggalo? Aren't you a clown? Yeah, I think that they didn't really think like their name. Oh, like they're the clown killers. Not they don't kill clowns. Yeah, they're clowns. Who are killers? Who are killers? <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Um. Yeah. There's, like, no hyphen there. So it's not, like, clown hyphen killers. That would be different. Um, And so you had to get, like, jumped into the gang. You had to go through the initiation of getting, like, surprise jumped. Okay. Um, And then you get a tattoo of, like, the little ICP logo, which is, like, the hatchet man. Yeah. And you, like, you get it and you have, like, the gang stuff on it. And, (laughs) but here's the thing. Once you're in the gang. Right. You don't. 
really do anything. Like their gang activities are like playing MMORPGs like EverQuest and Diablo and like drinking Mountain Dew. Even though I'll join that gang. ICP fans prefer to drink Fago, but these guys were too lazy to drive to the Fiesta Mart, so they just get two liters of Mountain Dew instead. Um, and then like, I don't know, they just live like very slovenly lifestyles. I'm not trying to generalize. I'm sorry if there's a juggalo listening. No, who's this like, is... Hey, I'm not like that. And I'm sure you're not, but this is just this group. You know, I haven't checked our demographic in a long time, yeah. but I assume the vast majority of my listeners are not juggalos. No Probably judgment. Probably not, but I'm sure you got at least one out there. <laughs> you never know. Uh, and so, uh, and then like, you know, once a month they would have gang meetings at Fuddruckers. I As you assume do. because a place where like you're in charge of your burger destiny destiny is like the most baller shit they can think of. Right, of course. Um but yeah, I mean like they don't they don't do anything. And then like this one dude that was friends with my boyfriend, his baby died. Damn. And so they had a funeral and like all the dudes wore their like ICP jerseys because that's their like formal wear. Oh my god. Yeah, at least they didn't wear hats because that would be like disrespectful. Were they wearing the makeup? No, they didn't wear the makeup. That's good. I mean, like, I was half expecting the casket to open and there to be, like, a little clown baby in there. No! No! I know. I have never wanted to buy a book more than your book now, and I'm going to buy it. You should. It's only $5. That's a bargain. What? I know. I can't afford not to buy your book. We put it out through BMD when it was Badass Digest, so it's through that. Uh Uh-huh. Um... But yeah, so I just started doing some writing for Birth Movies Death Again. Um, I'm going to be doing more. I wrote a, a really, 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 really long piece about Suspiria, exploring the uh, psychoanalytical angle of it. So there's a lot of fancy, smart shit about Freud and Jung and all kinds of stuff. So that cool. Was, <laughs> it's really long. Um <laughs> Uh, but there's going to be more. And I, again, I'm writing a lot for Slosh Film. And I'm writing for the Austin Chronicle, which is crazy to see my name like in a newspaper type thing. Right. Whatever you want to call it. A weekly. Um, yeah. I don't know. Just right. doing a lot of writing. <laughs> working freelance. Just working freelance. <laughs> Living that freelance life. Yeah. I did it for a while. Yeah, I it mean, it's fun. not bad. I mean, they don't I really like sleeping in. Uh, well, that's going to fuck you over later. Oh, yeah. The IRS is still fucking after me. If, if anyone that listens to me uh, works for the IRS, please get at me. Help me figure this out. Because I worked for freelances years and never paid a dime. And now they're retroactively. Uh, it sucks. It's the worst. Yeah, it's not fun. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, they only really come after you if you like tell them later about it. And I had to because I bought a house. Oh. And I had to like give them all my tax returns. I'm like, oh, I didn't file for these couple years. They were like, why not? I was like, because I didn't want to give you any money. Yeah. And they didn't like that. You couldn't be like, I wasn't working. No, because they figured it out. Who's calling? It's oh, it's a spam call. Let's answer it on my podcast. Okay. Hello. AT&T Wireless customer, your account had been suspended for verification. To reactivate your account, How would you call me if my account's suspended? And why would you be calling me from Paoli, Pennsylvania? Please. I hate these robo-spam calls. They're the worst. I'm just going to hit a number. Let's see if I can get them to. For security purpose, 
Oh, I got the vomit one. Enter your AT&T account passcode. I'm gonna put in a fake one and see what happens. <laughs> Would you just eat? Vomit. One moment, please. Wait while I transfer you. Your call may be recorded and monitored for quality control purpose. That wasn't my passcode. I would have put in 6969. That's pretty. I did 9999. That's smart. 69's a funny number. Somebody listening is like, hey, that's my password. That's what the path. That's something idiot would use for his luggage combination. All our representatives are currently busy. You called me! How are you gonna tell me all your people are busy when you called me? You fucking robocall piece of shit. Motherfucker. You told them. Yeah. They'll never call you again. They will. Alright, that was our interview with Britt Hayes. Yay! Yay! You ate almost all your jelly beans. I put mine back in the box because I really want to go throw up. I didn't make it through. <laughs> you're you're stronger and have more fortitude uh, than me. That's all I ever wanted to hear. <laughs> I just want you to know. tattoo it if you want. <laughs> I, will. I am stronger and have more fortitude than Keith Ruckus. That's absolutely true. 100%. Alright, so please go Google Britt Hayes and read all her stuff. She's dry heaving and gagging. I got booger. (laughs) As a flavor, not like an actual booger. But anyway, thank you, Britt Hayes, for being here. And yay, five by five with the movies. Woo. (laughs) And that was our super long interview with Britt Hayes. Mason, uh, any parting thoughts this week's episode? There are all these extra jelly beans laying around. There are. I've been looking at him, and I'm terrified because these are the ones that weren't picked. They're disgusting. I, I made a promise at the beginning of the interview that I was going to eat the whole box. I got halfway through. Uh, I've never been so nauseous in my life as eating Birdie Bots every flavor bean. So in this box, I can tell are the ones that you've like picked out because you've realized that's her this box. Is a good, this that's is the, the one she she ate more than I did. This is the one where she's like, I've looked at the colors. I know this is good. This is bad. I'm going to eat out all the good ones and leave one. all the bad. Um, no, come on, absolutely not. You're a pussy. Accurate. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, that was our. Thank you so much to my co-host Mason Shear. You don't, you don't actually thank me, Mason. What would you like to plug this week? Are we not doing the movie scale thing? Oh my god, I completely forgot the movie review. Shit, we'll do it next, we'll do it next week. No, we said, okay. All right, I'll, I was going to review Anne in the Apocalypse. We'll, we'll do it next week. It's fine. That's what we said last week. We're never going to review no, this. No, no, we absolutely movie. were. I completely forgot to review the fucking movie. I promise we will definitely review this we're movie. We're never going to review the movie. I promise this will happen. Well, you had an idea for a scale. Are we going to yeah, talk I was about lying. that? Okay. On All a right. scale of one to 10, like yeah. a one to 10, you know, like a one hour photo to Jason X, one to 10. Oh, that was cute. All right. That was good. All right. Thank you, Mason Shear. Thank you to my guest, Britt Hayes. Uh, Thank you so much to everyone listening. Please review us on iTunes if you're so inclined. Email us at 5x5film at gmail.com with any questions, concerns, or criticisms. Of course, we'll probably ignore them like we did with the sound quality for Fred because last week we fucked that shit up. Uh, the beep is back, so I'm excited about that. Find us on Facebook at 5 by 5 of the Movies. Thank you, Dan, Benjamin, Hattie Cook, and the entire 5 by 5 network. Our theme is produced by Dan Richardson. We'll see you next week with another 5 by 5 of the Movies. Roll credits. The Brady Bunch. <laughs>